0: since it's the supposed birth of Jesus but not the true Jesus turning your bibles to the book of Micah the fifth chapter we're going to look at we're studying genealogy and we're going to look at the genealogy or the bloodline of Christ which is very important he had to be who the prophets wrote about who the father sent who we read about in Genesis 3 was the seed of the woman. Micah chapter five verse one. But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be, the, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, even from everlasting, from the days of eternity. The actual genealogy of Christ is well. It's in the Gospels. It's in Matthew, the first chapter. It's also in Luke, but there's some things to be considered. Christ was the son of David. One place Christ said, "If he's," the Lord said, to my Lord." We'll look at it in a minute. David called him the Lord. How could he be his son? Matthew chapter one verse one. The book of the generation of jesus christ the son of david the son of abraham and we could stop there for a minute which came first abraham's son was to be the sacrifice so abraham come first christ come first to put away sin david's son would be king that comes next Verse two Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren, and Judas began begat Fairies, and Zara of Tamar, and Ferris begat Eshram, and Eshram begat Aram. And Aram begat Abinadab, and Abinadab begat son, and Naas son begat Salmon. And Salmon begat Boaz of Rechab. Now, up to this point, Rechab was Rahab the harlot who helped the spies when they overthrew the first city of Jericho. But she was a harlot. We read about Thamar there, and she had a child by her father-in-law, which is uh, unheard of. Do these women belong in here? Yes, they do. It's a genealogy of Christ. Salmon begat Boaz of Rahab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth. Ruth was a Moabitist. A Moabite couldn't enter into the congregation into the tenth generation. She was a Moabite. And she begat Obed, who begat Jesse, who begat David. And Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon. Of her who had been, or that had been, the wife of Uriah, or actually Uriah the Hittite, that's Bathsheba. Notice how it, the words constructed there: "Of her that had been the wife of Uriah." Did God recognize that marriage? There's something there. Leads me to believe he perhaps did not. And Solomon begat Rehoboam, and Rehoboam begat Abia, and Abia begat Asa, and Asa begat Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat begat Joram, and Joram begat Ozias, and Ozias begat Jotham, and probably Uzziah, really. Jotham begat Achaz, and Achaz begat Ezekiel, and Ezekiel begat Manasseh, and Manasseh begat Ammon. Ezekiel is Hezekiah, and he begat his son Manasseh, who was the wicked king. But God granted him repentance. Verse 11, And Jos- Josiah begat Jeconias, who was the cursed, of the last of the kings, Davidic kings. It's in the book of... Jeremiah, where he was cursed. About that time, they were carried away to Babylon, and after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias and Zobah nice begat Shealtiel, and Shealtiel begat Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel beget Abiud, and Abiud beget Eliakim, and Eliakim begat Azor, and Azor begat Zadok, and Zadok begat Achim and Achim begat Eliad. And Elijah beget Eleazar, and Eleazar beget Mathan, and Nathan beget Jacob, and Jacob beget Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. That passage there in verse 16 is another interesting thing. Now, they would have reckoned Christ after Jacob, Joseph, excuse me, the husband of Mary. Christ's Father was God. And what it reads there of of whom was born Mary, of whom was born Jesus, in the original, he was born to the woman. The man's left out. Well, that's just exactly what scriptures foretold. Back in Genesis three, he would be the seed of the woman. Not of the man. The man was a willful willful sinner. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. All these things point to Christ and Christ alone. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. Now Abraham was born in about 2000 B.C., 1998. David, about a thousand years later, because it was during his reign, the thousand year reign, where they brought up the ark to David in the city of David, about a thousand years. And from David until the carrying away of Babylon was about 400 years. About 600 B.C. was the Babylonian captivity. Well, the first, if you divide, do do the math, 14 generations in 1,000 years gives you about 71 years of age. That's a generation. But from the carrying way to Babylon, or from David to the carrying way of Babylon, would not have been that much. It was about 400 years. And from the carrying way of Babylon to Christ, to 14 generations. They were all generations. Generation doesn't always mean 71 years, as best I can tell. But we see that it's meticulously written. The actual genealogy of Christ, as I said, is written in about three sections. We just read them there. Okay. in the well we done read micah in john's gospel chapter 12 7 I, I made mention of it a minute ago when the woman mary took a pound of spikenard very costly verse 3 of John 12 and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment then saith one of the disciples Judas Iscariot Simon's son which should betray him why was not this this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor this he said not because he cared for the poor but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put in therein Then said Jesus, Let her alone against the day of my burying, she hath kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Christ being the seed of the woman had to be anointed by a woman, and that's exactly what you have. The end of that is the glorification of Christ. The kinsman-redeemer figures in heavily. Why were these women figured in the lineage of Christ? We just read about them. There are like four of them. Harlot, one that had a child by her father-in-law. One that was married to a soldier and was an adulteress. The Moabite, she was a good one. That was Ruth. But she was a Moabite and couldn't, I mean, think about all that. These were a bunch of rogues we would call them today. But of course, we no better. But this is, here's what Ruth said in Ruth 1.16. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee. This is what she's telling her mother-in-law Naomi. Nor to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Nothing like us. Repentance, godly repentance. We read in Isaiah chapter fifty-three concerning the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world, which is the same person. We're speaking about in Isaiah 53 and 8 he was taken from prison and from judgment who shall declare his generation that just pops up there interestingly you can't pin it down his generation he's the what's called the kinsman redeemer which there in the book of Ruth she would have to use the kinsman redeemer The kinsman redeemer had to be related. If somebody had sold their cells and was wax poor, the kinsman redeemer, and I mean, they were thrown in debtor's prison in that day and age. The kinsman redeemer could redeem them. They had to be able to, had to want to, and had to have the means. It's in Leviticus, I think it's in Leviticus 25 and 25. Leviticus 25, 25. If thy brother be wax poor and has sold some of his possession and any of his kin come to redeem it, then shall he redeem that which his brother sold. If you're poor and you sold your property, it was taken away, your relative could step in and get you back out of mess course, that was all looking toward Christ. He's related. He's related to all these. He's related to us. Jeremiah, uh, well, Isaiah 9 and 6, since we're looking at the Old Testament. An interesting thing, there's so much prophecy in the Old Testament. That hasn't been revealed. A lot that has. All that's written about Christ, Isaiah 9 and 6. This is what many churches, if they're open today, are reading. For unto us is a child born, unto us is a son given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Only one person that could be. In the the Davidic line, the the kings from David they they got pretty rip, pretty ill. Jeremiah chapter twenty two tells us about the last of the kings of the Davidic. Speaking of David, Davidic line. Jeremiah twenty two. I can understand why they had problems with their kings, because they were a bunch of rogues. They had some good ones, like David. <clears throat> Jeremiah twenty two thirty four, twenty two twenty four. As I live, saith the Lord, though I, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were a signet or a ring upon my right hand, yet would I pluck, since I'd throw him away. And I will give thee into the hand of them that seek thy life, <clears throat> the hand of them whose face thou fearest, even the king of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and the hand of the Chaldeans. And I will cast thee out as thy mother that bare thee into another country where ye were not born, and there shall ye die. But the land whereunto they desire to return, thither, shall they not return." Is this man Conanai a bro- despised broken idol? He is a vessel wherein is no pleasure. That's a slot bucket, or worse. Wherefore, they are cast out, he and his seed, and are cast into a land which they know not. O earth, 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 three times. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, write this man, Write ye this man childless, which means that no king would come after him. He was the end a man that shall not prosper in his days for no man of his seed shall prosper sitting upon the throne of David and ruling my people or ruling any more in Judah now in the book of Ezekiel the 21st chapter verse 26 Well, verse 25, And thou profane wicked prince of Judah, whose day is come when iniquity shall have an end. It's going to have an end because Christ made an end to it. Thus saith the Lord God, Remove the diadem, that's the crown, and take off the crown. The the diadem is the, the, the kingly attire and the crown. This shall not be the same. Exalt him that is low, which Christ was meekest of all, and abase him that is high think about Judas I will overturn 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 three times and it shall be no more until he come whose right it is and I will give him it Christ is the King now you turn to the Gospel of Luke the third chapter verse 23 Then Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, as was supposed. Now the Levitical priesthood, they started their serving at 30 years old. As was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. That's the Joseph that was Mary's husband, Heli which was the son of Methat, which is the son of Levi, which is the son of Melchi, which is the son of Janah, which is the son of Joseph. It goes on giving the lineage. Verse 31, which is the son of Nathan. That's different than what's in the Gospel of Matthew. What happened? Well, you see, Solomon's line, which was the Davidic line, was cursed. Nathan was not a part of that line. He was never the king. Nathan was Mary's great-great-grandfather. Christ was seed of the woman. The son of Nathan, which was the son of David, which is the son of Jesse, which is son of Obed, which is the son of Boaz, which is son of Solomon, which is the son of Nason, which was the son of Abinadab, which is the son of Aram, which is the son of Eshram, which is the son of Pharise, which is the son of Judah, which is the son of Jacob, which is the son of Isaac, which is the son of Abraham, which was the son of Thera, which is the son of Nahor, which is the son of Sarah, which is the son of Reguai, which is the son of Peleg, which is, or Peleg actually which is the son of Heber, which is where they get the Hebrew word from, which is the son of Selah, which is the son of Cainan, which is the son of Arphaxiad, which is the son of Shem, which is the son of Noah, which is the son of Lamech, which is the son of Methuselah, which is the son of Enoch, which is the son of Jared. which is the son of Mehalil, which is the son of Cainan, which is the son of Enos, which is the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. By direct creation, Adam was a son. We're not. We come from Adam. Adam was different. We see that man's lineage doesn't go back that far. Christ was the seed of the woman, rightfully so. Not the sinner after had his father been a man, he would have been a sinner. He was not. We read of Bathsheba, who was the wife of Uriah. when we read the account in Second Samuel. David's sin was a grievous sin, but if like I can say of these women, well, we've already read the account of them, David had another son by Bathsheba. That was Solomon. That's in the book of Second Samuel, chapter twelve. Like I say, they look like outcasts. Well, well, what can we make out of that? I mean, well, it's very simple, really. We're great. For sin did abound. Grace did much more abound. That's in the book of Romans. If I can find it. Moreover, oh, excuse me, Romans chapter 5, verse 20. But where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. God's grace is greater than our sin that is, sin hath reigned into death, even so might grace run through righteousness into eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. All men are born in sin, that's the universal brotherhood of man. But it's a brotherhood of sinners. Christ is the kinsman redeemer, he's the only one able to redeem. Paul quoted in Acts 17, Mars Hill, that incident there. We are also his offspring. But oh, how man has dishonored God. How far away we have gotten from him. Therefore, man needs a regeneration. Man needs to repent. And he's commanded in that same chapter to repent. We're alienated from life, the life of God. Our we sold ourselves to sin. In the book of Ezekiel, I come across this from time to time, the third chapter. All that Israel had been given and, and they rejected it, just like they rejected their Messiah, just like they rejected the only Savior of sinners. Ezekiel 3 and 4, And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee into the house of Israel, and speak my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of strange speech and of hard language, but to the house of Israel. That's who he sent to. Not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language whose words thou canst not understand. In other words, those that are not Jews. Surely had I sent thee into them, they would have hearkened unto thee. That's hard to, it's hard to believe, but that's true. What happened to the people of Israel? How come they rejected God's word? We could say, well, See there, I'm better than them mean old Jews. Well, we also know from the book of Romans. I believe it's the 10th chapter. I'll find it, willing. Really. Verse, It's the 11th chapter, excuse me, verse 32. For God hath concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. One sin brought all this about. Just you always keep that in mind. The genealogy of Christ, it's flawless. This is our Savior and Lord. We think about Adam falling. Now Jew and Gentile alike raised up into heavenly places to sit with Christ. It's a glorious calling and we're not worthy of it. We're told neither, neither give heed to gene, in, gene, genealogies. Let's just read that. That's in 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 4 I think. Well, verse 3 and i besought thee to abide still at ephesus when i went into macedonia that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in the faith christ's genealogy is very sound and secure We do not base anything on earthly genealogy. Now, I remember Brother Frank James years ago was talking about when he went to Papua New Guinea. How did Fred Holloman start? Because Fred Holloman, as we know, was a questionable figure, but he started out well. It didn't end well. He started with asking them who was their father. Who was their father? and who was their father? How far back are you gonna go? Well, the Bible gives us what we need to know, starting with Christ and going back to Adam. And we came from them. God knows the end from the beginning. God has preserved the genealogies of his son and there are no others i mean history doesn't give you too many like alexander the great might tell you about a generation or two his father was philip of Macedon, and we hear of a few others but we don't hear much of their gen we don't hear the beginning or the end but with christ it's not so god has preserved it that in order that we might have a clear and faithful record of the identification of his son with David and Abraham and Adam how that Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost a lot of interesting things in the genealogy of course we've been studying genealogy and the other notes that had as said There were several questionable figures. Well, there were several questionable men. Judah, from whom Christ came from, he was a questionable figure. In the case of having a a child by his daughter-in-law, she enticed him. He was thinking she was a harlot. She took his signet, and when he said, Bring her forth and let her be burned, because she'd played the whore, she... She brought the signet to him and said, I'm "With child by this man." That's what kind of people you had in Scripture. The Bible is a very honest book. It does not hide man's sin. We think about Mary, who was the virgin, it had to have been the virtuous woman because the standard of God that God would demand for the mother of the, the Savior would be very very stringent to say the least in the book of a uh, Proverbs we read about the virtuous woman <clears throat> a lot of people a lot of women might want to be the virtuous woman in this day and age we don't see too many Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good, not evil, all the days of her life. Like I say, the virtuous woman, Mary had to have been the virtuous woman. We read about Ruth. She was a Moabite, wasn't allowed in the congregation to the tenth generation. She would have worshiped the same God that Naomi, who must have been a great testimony. Anyway, everyone recognizes what scriptures what they're told about Christ but do they worship Him? The, I mean it's, it's plain the fact they use a fat man in a red suit and reindeer to say that they're worshiping the Savior. An interesting point brought up by somebody my wife was talking about when the wise men come to bring gifts, it has been two years after his birth. That, that was not the nativity scene. He was not in a manger at that time. He was two. He was probably walking. I'm sure he was. What I'm saying is what the world worships and calls Christianity is far from what we see in the Bible. It's the Word of God that's written about Christ. The Jews would have wondered why the singular generation, which we say, who shall know his generation, find his generation? Well, he's from everlasting. In the Gospel of John, the, th- the third chapter, that famed book that. Nicodemus come asking one question and Christ answers him another. Answered according to his need. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's not the question that Nicodemus seemed to be asking. Once again, what the world sees about Christ is different than what we find. In Adam, all die. Adam was the federal head of ruined humanity. In 1 Corinthians 15. A federal head means the first, the, the beginner, I guess you would say. 1 you know, Corinthians. Christ is, is a, I guess you would say, the federal head of the saved. 1 Corinthians 15 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. As the saying goes, if it was fair that one man's sin would bring death upon all, it's then fair that one man's righteousness will bring eternal life to all, as many that will own him as their Lord. Adam, as I said, is the federal head of green humanity. Christ is the federal head of redeemed humanity. By one Man's sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for all sin. One dies, or a sinner except Christ who willingly gave up his life. Nobody took it from him. He made that plain. By one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. And by the obedience shall many be made righteous. That's Romans chapter 5. One would almost think that Matthew had read Paul's epistle to the Romans. As I mentioned about David, it's in the Gospel of Luke if I can find it. It Said David, "Call him Lord. How is he then his son?" I had it written in my notes. I'll pass on and come back to that later. We read about some of the other people in the lineage of Christ. Several of them were deliberately murdered. We had wicked Jehoram and his wife Athaliah who slew all the children and would have missed one since 2nd Chronicles she was the evil daughter of Ahab and Jezebel but that was nevertheless the kingly line these were wicked Joram did not escape God's curse on Ahab he died with sore diseases. Athaliah was, she was slain because she had tried to wipe out all the seed royal. Idolatry was introduced by some of the kings. Jeroboam. It gets on, it goes on and on, but nevertheless, God sent His Son bone of our our bones or bone of his bones he sent his son to die in the place of sinful men are we worthy of it? No And that's the one thing we can see in all this we were definitely not worthy of it trying to cover all my notes still ain't found everything I might make out these study guides and I'll usually pass over or forget half of what I have looked at we're told of Christ he came into his own and his own received him not now that's in the gospel of John the first chapter starting in the before we probably should have started John chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God tells me that there's a difference Christ said in his high priestly prayer John 17 and 1, Father, the hour has come, glorify thy Son, that thy Son may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him, a certain number. It's a limited atonement to those, that number right there. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Back to John chapter 1, verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was a true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. And he came into his own, own, and his own received him not. As we just read there in the book of Ezekiel, if they received him not. The, the strangers would have received him. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, not of relationship, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of the man, but of God. It all boils down to the fact that God really loved one. He loved his son. We come to God through Him, and as we read, also in the epistles, of, the epistles of John, which are the writings of John, the, the, the first epistle of John. I'll get it out here. In a minute First, first John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what Scripture says about the only Savior of sinners. His genealogy is fitting. It's very true. He's the Prince of Peace, the coming King. But for those who will not own Christ as their King, that may be observing the holiday of the mass of Christ they're applauding their judge that's something to think about that's all I have this morning